Don't you remember how you used to say You'd always love me in the same old way But now it's very strange That you should ever change Sometimes I think Someone has won your heart Tempted you If music be the food of love, play on Give me excess of it, that surfeiting the appetite may sicken and so die. Oh, that strain again! It had a dying fall. Oh, it came o'er my ear like the sweet sound that breathes upon a bank of violets stealing and giving odor. Enough! No more. Tis not as sweet now as it was before. Oh, spirit of love, how quick and Fresh art thou, that notwithstanding thy capacity, receiveth as the sea, not enters there, of what validity and pitch soe'er, but falls into abatement and low price, even in a minute, so full of shapes is fancy, that it alone is high fantastical. Will you go hunt, my lord? What, Curio? The heart. Why, so I do, the noblest that I have. Oh, when mine eyes did see Olivia first, methought she purged the air of pestilence. That instant was I turned into a heart, and my desires, like fell and cruel hounds, e'er since pursued me. How now, what news from her? So please, my lord, I might not be admitted, but from her handmaid do return this answer. The element itself, till seven years' heat, shall not behold her face at ample view, but, like a cloistress, she will veiled walk, and water once a day her chamber round, with eye-offending brine. All this to season a brother's dead love, which she would keep fresh and lasting in her sad remembrance. She that hath a heart of that fine frame to pay this debt of love but to a brother. Away before me to sweet beds of flowers. Love thoughts lie rich when canopied with bowers. What country, friend, is this? This is Illyria. And what should I do in Illyria? My brother, he is in Elysium. Perchance he is not drowned. What think you, sailor? It is perchance that you yourself were saved. Oh, my poor brother. And so perchance may he be. True, madam. And to comfort you with chance, assure yourself, after our ship did split, when you and those poor numbers saved with you hung onto our driving boat, I saw your brother, most provident in peril, bind himself, courage and hope, both teaching him the practice, to a strong mast that lived upon the sea, where, like Orion on the dolphin's back, I saw him hold acquaintance with the waves, so long as I could see. For saying so, there's gold. Knowest thou this country? Aye, madam. Well, for I was bred and born not three hours' travel from this very place. Who governs here? A noble duke, in nature, as in name. What is his name? Orsino. Orsino? I have heard my father name him. He was a bachelor then. And so is now, or was so very late. 
for but a month ago I went from hence, and then twas fresh in murmur, as you know, what great ones do the less will prattle of, that he did seek the love of fair Olivia. What's she? A virtuous maid, the daughter of a count that died some twelve months since, then leaving her in the protection of his son, her brother, who shortly also died, for whose dear love, they say, she hath abjured the sight and company of men. Oh, that I served that lady. Thou were hard to compass, because she will admit no kind of suit, no. Not the Duke's. There is a fair behavior in thee, Captain. I prithee, and I'll pay thee bounteously. Conceal me what I am, and be my aid. I'll serve this Duke. Thou shalt present me as an eunuch to him. It may be worth thy pains, for I can sing and speak to him in many sorts of music that will allow me very worth his service. What else may hap, to time I will commit. Only shape thou thy silence to my wit. Be you his eunuch. And your mute, I'll be, when my tongue blabs, then let mine eyes not see. I thank thee. Lead me on. What a plague means my niece to take the death of her brother thus? I, I'm sure care's an enemy to life. By my troth, Sir Toby, you must come in earlier nights. Your cousin... My lady takes great exceptions to your ill hours. Why well, let her accept before accepted? Aye, but you must confine yourself within the modest limits of order. Confine? I'll confine myself no finer than I am. These, these clothes are good enough to drink in, and, and so be these boots too. And they be not let them hang themselves in their own straps. Oh, that quaffing and drinking will undo you. I heard my lady talk of it yesterday, and, um, of a foolish knight that you brought in one night here to be her ward? Who? Sir Andrew Agwichik? Ah, aye. He. Oh, he's as tall a man as any's in Illyria. What's that the purpose? Why, he is three thousand ducats a year. Aye, but he'll have but a year in all these ducats. He's a very fool and a prodigal. Fie that you say so. He, he plays with the viol de gamboys and speaks three or four languages word for word without book and hath all the good gifts of nature. Ho oh, ho, he hath indeed. Almost natural, for besides that he's a fool, he's a great quarreler, and but that he had the gift of a coward to allay the gust he hath in quarreling. Oh, uh, tis thought among the prudent he would quickly have the gift of a grave. By this hand there are... Scoundrels and substractors that say so of him. Who are they? Oh, they that add, moreover, he's drunk nightly in your company. With drinking health to my niece. I'll drink to her as long as there is passage in my throat and, and drink in Illyria. He's a coward and a coistrel that will not drink to my niece till his brains turn her the toad like a parish top. What, wench? Castiliano Volgo for here comes, Sir Andrew Agwiface. Sir Toby Belch. How now, Sir Toby Belch? Sweet Sir Andrew. Oh, bless you, fair shrew. <laughs> and you too, sir. Accost, Sir Andrew, accost. What, what's that? My niece's chambermaid. Good mistress, 
a, a cost. I desire better acquaintance. My name is Mary, sir. Good mistress Mary Acosta. You mistake, sir knight. Acosta is front her. Uh, board her. Oh, uh, woo her. Uh, sail. By my troth, I would not undertake her in this company. Is that the meaning of Acosta? Oh, fare you well, gentlemen. And thou let part so, Sir Andrew. Would thou mightst never draw sword again? And you part so, mistress, I would I never draw sword again. Fair lady, do you think you have fools in hand? Hmm, sir, I have not you by the hand. Mary, but, but you shall have, and here's my hand. Now, sir, thought is free. I pray you, bring your hand to the buttery bar and let it drink. Wherefore, sweetheart, what's your metaphor? Oh. It's dry, sir. Why, I think so. I'm not such an ass, but I can keep my hand dry. But but what's your jest? A uh, dry jest, sir. Uh, are you full of them? Aye, sir. I have them at my fingers' ends. Oh, Mary, now I let go your hand. I am barren. Oh, knight, thou lackest a cup of canary. When did I see thee so put down? Never in your life, I think, un unless you see Canary put me down. Methinks sometimes I, I have no more wit than a Christian or, or, or an ordinary man has. But I am a great eater of beef, and I believe that does harm to my wit. No question. And I thought that I'd forswear it. I'll ride home tomorrow, Sir Toby. Poor Qua, my dear knight. What? What is this poor Qua? Do or not do? I would I had bestowed that time in the tongues that I have in fencing, dancing, and bear baiting. Oh, how I had but followed the arts. Faith, I'll home tomorrow, Sir Toby. Your niece will not be seen, or if she be, it's four to one, and she'll she'll none of me. The count himself here hard by woo, sir. <laughs> she'll none of the count. She'll not match above her degree, neither in estates, years, nor wit. I, I've heard her swear it. Tut, there's life in it, man. Oh, I'll stay a month longer. Shall we set about some revels? <laughs> what shall we do else? Were we not born under Taurus? Taurus? That's sides and heart. No, sir, it is legs and thighs. Let me see thee caper. <laughs> <laughs> Higher! Oh! <laughs> ah, excellent. If the duke continue these favours towards you, Cesario, you are like to be much advanced. He hath known you but three days, and already you are no stranger. You either fear his humour or my negligence that you call in question the continuance of his love. Is he inconstant, sir, in his favours? No. Believe me. I thank you. Here comes the count. Who saw Cesario Ho? On your attendance, my lord, here. Stand you a while aloof. 
Cesario, thou know'st no less but all. I have unclasped to thee the book even of my secret soul. Therefore, good youth, address thy gate unto her. Be not denied access. Stand at her doors and tell them, there thy fixed foot shall grow till thou have audience. Sure, my noble lord, if she be so abandoned to her sorrow as it is spoke, she never will admit me. Oh, be clamorous and leap all civil bounds rather than make unprofited return. Say I do speak with her, my lord, what then? Oh, then unfold the passion of my love. Surprise her with discourse of my dear faith. It shall become thee well to act my woes. She will attend it better in thy youth than in annuncios of more grave aspect. I think not so, my lord. Dear lad, believe it, for they shall yet belie thy happy years that say thou art a man. Diana's lips is not more smooth and rubious. Thy small pipe is as the maiden's organ, shrill and sound, and all is semblative a woman's part. I know thy constellation is right apt for this affair. Prosper well in this, and thou shalt live as freely as thy lord to call his fortunes thine. I'll do my best to woo your lady. Yet a barful strife. Whoe'er I woo, myself would be his wife. Nay, either tell me where thou hast been, or I will not open my lips so wide as a bristle may enter in way of thy excuse. Oh, my lady will hang thee for thy absence. Let her hang me. He that is well hanged in this world needs to fear no colors. Yet you will be hanged for being so long absent. Or to be turned away. Is that not as good as a hanging to you? Many a good hanging prevents a bad marriage. And for turning away, let summer bear it out. You are resolute, then. Not so, neither. But I am resolved on two points. That if one break, the other will hold. Or if both break, your gaskins fall. Apt in good faith, very apt. Well, go thy way. If Sir Toby would leave drinking, thou wert as witty a piece of Eve's flesh as any in Illyria. Oh, peace, you rogue. No more of that. Here comes my lady. Make your excuse wisely. Your best. Witten it be thy will, put me into good fooling. Those wits that think they have thee do very oft prove fools, and I that am sure I lack thee may pass for a wise man. For what say Quinopolis? Better a witty fool than a foolish wit. God bless thee, lady. Hmm. Take the fool away. Do you not hear, fellows? Take away the lady. <laughs> Go to, you're a dry fool. I'll know more of you. Besides, you grow dishonest. Two faults, Madonna, that drink and good counsel will amend. For give the dry fool drink, then is the fool not dry. Bid the dishonest man mend himself. If he mend, he is no longer dishonest. If he cannot, let the botcher mend him. Anything that's mended is but patched. Virtue that transgresses is but patched with sin, and sin that amends is but patched with virtue. If that the simple syllogism will serve, so. If it will not, what remedy? As there is no true cuckold but calamity, so beauty's a flower. The lady bade take away the fool. Therefore, I say again, Take her away. Yes, sir, I bade them take away you. Misprision in the highest degree! Good Madonna, give me leave to prove you a fool. Can you do it? Dexterously, good Madonna. Make your proof. I must catechize you for it, Madonna. Good my mouse of virtue, answer me. 
Well, sir, for want of other idleness, I'll bide your proof. Good Madonna, why mournst thou? Good fool, for my brother's death. I think his soul is in hell, Madonna. I know his soul is in heaven, fool. <laughs> the more fool, Madonna, to mourn for your brother's soul being in heaven. Take away the fool, gentlemen. <laughs> what think you of this fool, Malvolio? Doth he not mend? Yes, and shall do till the pangs of death shake him. Infirmity that decays the wise doth ever make the better fool. God send you, sir, a speedy infirmity, for the better increasing your folly. Sir Toby will be sworn that I am no fox, but he will not pass his word for twopence that you are no fool. How say you to that, Malvolio? I marvel your ladyship takes delight in such a barren rascal. I saw him put down the other day with an ordinary fool that has no more brain than a stone. Look you now, he's out of his guard already. Unless you laugh and minister occasion to him, he is gagged. I protest, I take these wise men that crow so at these set kind of fools, no better than the fool's zanies. Oh, you are sick of self-love, Malvolio, and taste with a distempered appetite. <laughs> to be generous, guiltless, and a free disposition is to take those things for bird bolts that you deem cannon bullets. There is no slander in an allowed fool, though he do nothing but rail, nor no railing in a known discreet man, though he do nothing but reprove. Now, Mercury, and do thee with leasing, for thou speak'st well of fools. Madam, there is at the gate a young gentleman much desires to speak with you. Ugh, from the Count Orsino, is it? Mm, I know not, madam. Tis a fair young man, and uh, well attended. Who of my people hold him in delay? Uh, Sir Toby, madam, your kinsman. Fetch him off, I pray you. He speaks nothing but madman. Fie on him. Go you, Malvolio. If it be a suit from the Count, I am sick or not at home. What you will to dismiss it. Now you see, sir, how your fooling grows old and people dislike it. Thou hast spoke for us, Madonna, as if thy eldest son should be a fool whose skull drove cram with brains. For here he comes. One of thy kin has a most weak pia mater. Oh, by mine honor, half drunk. What is he at the gate, cousin? A gentleman. A gentleman. What gentleman? Tis a gentleman here. <coughs> a plague on these pickle herring. How now, sot? Good, Sir Toby. Cousin, cousin, how have you come so early by this lethargy? Lechery? I defy lechery. There's one at the gate. Ay, Mary, what is he? Let him be the devil any will, I care not. <clears throat> Give me faith, say I. Oh, well, it's all one. <sighs> What's a drunken man like, fool? Hmm, like a drowned man, a fool and a madman. One draught above heat makes him a fool, and the second mads him, and the third drowns him. Go thou and seek the crowner, and let him sit on my cuz, for he's in the third degree of drink. He's drowned. Go look after him. He is but mad yet, Madonna, and the fool shall look to the madman. Madam, yon young fellow swears he will speak with you. I told him you were sick. He takes on him to understand so much, and therefore comes to speak with you. I told him you were asleep. He seems to have a foreknowledge of that too, and therefore comes to speak with you. What is to be said to him, lady? He's fortified against any denial. Tell him he shall not speak with me. Has been told so, and he says he'll stand at your door like a sheriff's post and be the supporter to a bench, but he'll speak with you. What kind of man is he? 
Why, of mankind. What manner of man? A very ill manner. He'll speak with you, will you or no? Of what personage in years is he? Not yet old enough for a man, nor young enough for a boy. As a squash is before tis a peascod, or a codling when tis almost an apple. Tis with him in standing water, between boy and man. He is very well favoured, and, and he speaks very shrewishly. One would think his mother's milk was scarce out of him. Let him approach. Call in my gentlewoman. Gentlewoman, my lady calls. Give me my veil. Come, throw it over my face. We'll once more hear Orsino's embassy. The honorable lady of the house, which is she? Speak to me. I shall answer for her. Your will? Most radiant, exquisite, and unmatchable beauty. I pray you tell me if this be the lady of the house, for I never saw her. I would be loath to cast away my speech, for besides that it is excellently well penned, I have taken great pains to con it. Good beauties, let me sustain no scorn. I am very comfortable, even to the least sinister usage. Whence came you, sir? I can say little more than I have studied, and that question's out of my part. Good madam, give me modest assurance, if you be the lady of the house, that I may proceed in my speech. Are you the lady of the house? If I do not usurp myself, I am. Most certain, if you are she, you do usurp yourself, for what is yours to bestow is not yours to reserve. But this is from my commission. I will on with my speech in your praise, and then show you the heart of my message. Come to what is important in it. I forgive you the praise. Alas, I took great pains to study it, and tis poetical. It is the more like to be feigned. I pray you, keep it in. I heard you were saucy at my gates, and allowed your approach rather to wonder at you than to hear you. If you be not mad, be gone. If you have reason, be brief. Tis not that time of moon with me to make one in so skipping a dialogue. Tell me your mind. It alone concerns your ear. I bring no overture of war, no taxation of homage. I hold the olive in my hand. My words are as full of peace as matter. Yet you began rudely. What are you? What would you? The rudeness that hath appeared in me have I learned from my entertainment. What I am and what I would are as secret as maidenhead. To your ears, divinity. To any others, profanation. Mm. Give us the place alone. We will hear this divinity. Now, sir, what is your text? Most sweet lady! A comfortable doctrine, and much may be said of it. Uh, where lies your text? In Orsino's bosom. In his bosom? In what chapter of his bosom? To answer by the method, in the first of his heart. Oh, I have read it. It is heresy. Have you no more to say? Good madam, let me see your face. Have you any commission from your lord to negotiate with my face? You are now out of your text. But we will draw the curtain and show you the picture. Look you, sir, is it not well done? Excellently done, if God did all. Tis in grain, sir, twill endure wind and weather. Tis beauty truly blent, whose red and white nature's own sweet and cunning hand laid on. Lady, you are the cruelest she alive if you will lead these graces to the grave and leave the world no copy. Oh, sir, I will not be so hard-hearted. I will give out diverse schedules of my beauty. It shall be inventoried in every particle and utensil labeled to my will as item, two lips in different red, item, two gray eyes with lids to them, item, one neck, one chin, and so forth. Were you sent hither to praise me? I see you what you are. You are too proud. But if you were the devil, you are fair. My lord and master loves you. 
Oh, such love could be but recompensed, though you were crowned the non-pareil of beauty. How does he love me? With adorations, fertile tears, with groans that thunder love, with sighs of fire. Your lord does know my mind. I cannot love him. Yet I suppose him virtuous, know him noble, of great estate, of fresh and stainless youth, in voices well divulged, free, learned, and valiant, and in dimension in the shape of nature a gracious person. But yet I cannot love him. He might have took his answer long ago. If I did love you in my master's flame, with such a suffering, such a deadly life, and your denial, I would find no sense. I would not understand it. Why, what would you? Make me a willow cabin at your gate, and call upon my soul within the house. Write loyal cantons of contemned love, and sing them loud, even in the dead of night. Hallow your name to the reverberate hills, and make the babbling gossip of the air cry out, Olivia! Oh, you should not rest between the elements of air and earth, but you should pity me. You might do much. What is your parentage? Above my fortunes, yet my state is well. I am a gentleman. Get you to your lord. I cannot love him. Let him send no more. Unless, perchance, you come to me again to tell me how he takes it. Fare you well. I thank you for your pains. Spend this for me. I am no feed post, lady. Keep your purse. My master, not myself, lacks recompense. Love make his heart a flint who you shall love. And let your fervor, like my master's, be placed in contempt. Farewell, fair cruelty. <sighs> what is your parentage? Above my fortunes, yet my state is well. I am a gentleman. Oh, I'll be sworn thou art. Thy tongue, thy face, thy limbs, actions, and spirit do give thee fivefold blazon. Not too fast. Soft. Soft. Oh, unless the master were the man. How now? Even so quickly may one catch the plague? Methinks I feel this youth's perfections with an invisible and subtle stealth to creep in at mine eyes. Well, let it be. What ho, Malvolio? Here, madam, at your service. Run after that same peevish messenger, uh, the county's man. He left this ring behind him, would I or not. Tell him I'll none of it. Desire him not to flatter with his lord, nor hold him up with hopes. I am not for him. If that the youth will come this way tomorrow, I'll, I'll give him reasons for it. Hide thee, Malvolio. Madam, I will. I do, I know not what, and fear to find mine eye too great a flatterer for my mind. Fate, show thy force. Ourselves we do not owe. What is decreed must be, and be this so. 